Hi, and welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray as you listen, God would meet you and speak to you in a personal way. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. So I would ask you to stand. We'll go to his word. If you want to stretch your hand in front of you as a symbol of your openness to God this morning. Father God, we thank you for this awesome season. And, and we want to give you glory and honor. And we want to praise your name. And, and we want to take in your word this morning. You see our need of your word. We're dependent on you. We want to hear you. And Father, I thank you that you go beyond me. By the Holy Spirit, you speak to our hearts. And I pray, Father, that you would speak to every heart, that you would bring enlightenment, that you would bring guidance, that you would have your way in each heart in this place, Father, that you know exactly where we are and you want to reveal yourself to us. You want to eliminate your word to our hearts and mind, and we say yes to that. And all the people of God said, amen. Let me grab a seat. So we've been in this uh, topic of beautiful Christmas, and uh, we talked about that... uh, God's desire is to be with us. And the meaning and the heart of Christmas is God's desire to be part of this, part of our lives. And, and how much there's a struggle when it comes to life. We have this independent spirit, and we try to do life on our own, and uh, we try to, to captain our own ship, and we try to navigate on our own. And it doesn't work very well when you do things on your own. So Christmas is about God wanting to rescue us, walk with us, and being this Emmanuel, Jesus, in our midst, right? So when you think about this gift of Christmas that is the gift of the Father to us, that is His Son, it's an amazing gift. And sometimes we, we can get distracted with all the things of the world that the greatest heritage we have is eternity. The greatest her- heritage that we have is eternity. And the thing is, eternity was to be spent with God. And this is based on the choice. We have the choice to follow God or not to follow God. But God had made, made it very clear and I would say easy for us to know Him personally. And my prayer is that you would see Christ personally, wherever you are. Maybe you're a visitor, maybe you're off school, you're taking a break, you're with your family, you traveled. Uh, I believe that God wants to let you know that he built a bridge for you to be reconciled with him. And that's what we want to celebrate. We want to celebrate this awesome message that we're deeply loved and that we uh, we are in God's heart. So when you think about this message of God's love for us, it's an amazing story. To the point is, what can I give back to God, right? When you think about what was laid down, what was fulfilled, accomplished for us to be here, then I come, I feel like I'm short, right? What, I can, what can I give back to God? What can I, how can I respond to this amazing gift and this amazing grace? And when you absorb this grace and you see how much you're loved, it's very overwhelming, do you find, sometimes find it difficult to receive? That's easier for you to give? That's fun to give, right? To receive, it's a little harder, right? It's like, oh, it's some, sometimes it puts us uncomfortable. And sometimes we, we, we have a problem to receive this awesome gift. And, and it's important for us to realize that God's intention was to reconcile us. And, and sometimes we don't know how to respond to this gift. And when you look at the Christmas story, There's a few examples that we find about how we can respond to this amazing gift. And I'd like to give you a few of them them this morning. The first thing is that you can give your home, meaning that you can give your heart, you can give your circumstances, you can give your life. And and we know the story of Jesus. When he arrived to Bethlehem, there was no place in the inn, right? 
and was totally full. And they had to turn him, turn him down. It's hard to imagine the king of kings, the lord of lords, the one that makes the earth his footstool and the heaven his throne, had no room in this planet, on this earth, in this village, right? It's hard to conceive that there was no room. And I believe that that is to express Jesus' desire to, to associate with us and to be like us. And that's what it says in Philippians chapter 2, that he humbled himself. He came like a slave so that we can identify with him and say, hey, Jesus did not, was not born in a, in a mansion. He was born in a stable or in a cave where it was the inn for the animal. There was no place for him where the people were, but the inn for the animals, there was room. And one of the things that I really need to know and I need to realize is that, like I shared last week, Jesus is at my door. He stands at my door, according to Revelation chapter 3, verse 20. He stands at my door and he knocks. And you know what's beautiful about that? It doesn't mention the beauty of the house. It doesn't mention the size of the house. It's just knocking on our door. So God is not a respecter of person. Can you tell your neighbor that God is not a respecter of person? And the thing is, it's not like, you know, I'm only going to knock on the doors of people where they have a clean house. Have you ever had people knocking at your house and you don't want them in because you haven't cleaned your house yet, right? You ladies, would you agree that it's not a fun thing? You keep people at bay, right? Well, Jesus is not saying, hey, uh, I'm going to come in your house only when you have a clean house. I will come in your house only when you get to repaint your house and redecorate your house. No, he wants in. He wants to come in your house. And I think that's amazing. So wherever you are in this journey of life, you need to realize that Jesus wants to be in. And it's not linked on your own, your own justice and what you've made. It's about just having him in. That's the greatest gift that you can give Jesus. Wherever you are to say, Jesus, come in my life. I've kept you at the door I've kept you out, and I choose to have you, have you in. So the first thing you can do is to have him in in your life. And uh, the second thing that you can do is to do like the angel, like it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 13. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Again, you see the blessing of the coming of Jesus. But the angels were there, and they sang their hearts out, and they don't even know what salvation is all about. They rejoiced for us for what was going to happen. They saw the preparation of heaven for that day, everything that was orchestrated for Jesus to come and to give his life for us. So they were celebrating, and they were singing out loud. How many of you... And I won't ask you to raise your hand because I asked that in the first service and there's a ton of people got, that got their hands up. Uh, how many of you, you know that you don't sing well? Don't raise your hand, okay? You say, oh, man, I don't sing well. Uh, do you know that it's all filtered before it goes to heaven? Well, it's not biblical what I'm saying, but that's what I believe, you know? It's filtered so that when I, wor I worship God, I, I sing praises to him. It might not sound great for my, my neighbor. Just to give you a little scoop, in my early years of ministry, I, I used to lead worship. It wasn't good. <laughs> I had so much stress because I, I don't sing well. I love to sing. I love to praise God, but, you know, it's between me and my God. But at the same time, I believe that worship is contagious. You know, sometimes we come from a culture of being quiet and reserved, right? So you got the culture that you're from, and you also got heaven's culture. 
Did you know that heaven culture is loud? There's angels singing and worshiping God 24-7. So we have a choice of staying in our culture or embracing God's culture or heaven's culture. And I believe that we are called to sing our praises and worship God with freedom, right? Because of what he has done. And so my prayer for you as you start this new year that you would come out of your own culture, of your past. And sometimes that's what we say. We say, well, it's not really me. I wasn't raised this way. I was raised to be stiff as a board. I was raised not to share my emotion. So you have the choice of living life by your own culture or to embrace heaven's culture. In heaven's culture, it talks about freedom and celebration. And when you take a hold of this culture, it frees you inside and makes you just be joyful. And, and it, it's so amazing. I'll have the choice tomorrow to go see the Habs play against the Jets here in town. And um, uh, I'd like to have a jersey that, is, that, that would be half Habs and half Jets. But in reality, I, I prefer just a Habs jersey. Uh, but I've got to see this because I have to, right? Uh, but I've got this jersey of Ken Dryden, number 21, 29, when I was a kid. He was kind of my hero when it came to hockey. So I'm going to wear this jersey uh, with my son, and I'm going to cheer the Habs. I might even shout, go Habs, go, in enemy territory. I might do that. I, I might get a little emotional, hopefully, if they score, Right? I'll stand up and I'm probably going to go, woo, probably going to do that, you know. And I'm going to do that for a puck, you know. I'll forget the game. It's, at one point, it's, I'm going to move on. I'll be looking to go see another game. But here we're celebrating the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. My name is written in the book of life. Jesus came to restore me forever. And one day I will experience the fullness of his joy and it's going to be amazing, Right? So how can I stay quiet? How can I keep quiet when I've experienced so much, right? So my prayer for you is that you would take a step of coming out of your past culture and that you would step in heaven's culture and that you would be free to worship God and praise his name. Amen? So we want to do like the angels. Thirdly, we're called to do like the shepherd. They told their story. And it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 17, when the shepherd... I'd seen him. They spread the word concerning what they had told, what was uh, what had told them uh, about this child. What was told about to, what was told to them about the child. And you know what, what's amazing with the shepherd is that if you look at the social status in, in, in Jesus' time, if you look back at Abraham's time, to be a shepherd it was a it was an okay job. In, in, in Jesus' time, um, um, uh, working the land. Um, farming was number one, shepherding came under. And, and what I like about this picture is you see Jesus revealing himself to the shepherds, right? And that means that Jesus, Jesus wants to reach everyone, everyone. doesn't matter where you are. Like I said, Jesus is not a respecter of person. He wants to reveal himself to me. And what I'm called to do is to tell my story. It's not complicated. You don't have to have a diploma. You don't need a diploma in theology to Share your story, right? It says in 1 John, what I have seen, what I have heard, what I have touched, I share unto you. And so, so one of the greatest gifts you can give Jesus is just to tell your story. These people around you, they're called to hear this beautiful, awesome story, this life-giving story of Jesus. And to open up and, uh, oh, like when the door is open, and to just to talk about your faith, let it be organic, right? 
Let it be organic. Let's share our faith. Let us talk about what Jesus has done. You know, there's a, there's a bad pride and there's a good pride. And I think it's okay for us to be proud of our Jesus. I believe it's okay for us to walk with our chin up, not with arrogance, not with superiority, but to realize that we are sons and daughters of the king and that we have this awesome message. I remember when I was in seminary, my, my, church, my uh, school director said, never, never lower your calling to the prime minister of this nation because you have the ultimate calling. It's to preach the gospel. There's nothing like the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God revealed himself to the shepherd, meaning that, hey, listen to this. The message is not to call to be expressed by just a selected few, but, to, but for all of us, because we all have a story to tell. And if you don't have a story to tell, open your door up, let him in, and then you'll have a story to tell. And it's going to be an amazing story of the journey that God has with you and, uh, and the journey that he will have with you. So what you can do this Christmas when it comes to what can I give back to Jesus, you can tell your story. The fourth thing that you can give is your generosity like the wise men. And we know the wise men, when they came to give their gifts to Jesus, Jesus was not in the stable anymore. He was, on, he was in a house. He was probably two years old. But they came, they followed the star, and this is where they, they gave gifts to Jesus. And it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and myrrh. And, and tradition will say that this was enough for Mary and Joseph and Jesus to go to Egypt and to live in Egypt uh, until the day they were called to come back. But they were generous with what they had. And then this is one of the ways that we can give back to God is when we give our first fruits to God. And I talked about that earlier. I won't spend a lot of time on this. But where you are generous with your resources, you say, God, I give you glory and praises through my generosity because you've given me so much. In return, I'm putting you first. And the last way that we're called to give, and I think it's the ultimate one, is in the example of Mary and Joseph where they responded to God's call giving God their obedience. What a story, right? You think about Mary, this young girl, had this um, revelation. The angel, the archangel came to her and said that she would bear, she would become pregnant, and she would be, uh, she would, would be given birth to the Messiah, the Son of God. And she responded, here I am, Lord. Do whatever you want through my life. And that's what it says in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. You think about Joseph that could have um, exposed Mary and didn't. And you see their willingness to obey. One of the greatest things we can give to God is our availability. If I can have your eyes for a moment here. Like I said, God is not a respecter of person. But when you willingly choose to say, God, I want to obey you. Here's my life. I want to live for you. And you place yourself available. God's going to do something in your life. It's going to be amazing what he's going to do. Imagine if all of us right now, just in this service, would say, God, I choose to obey you. I choose to walk your walk. 
I choose to be available for you. I want you to bring me deeper, further. I want to fulfill my calling on, uh, uh, in life. I want to do your will. And that's a choice that we can all make this morning. We can take a step forward and say, God, is there something more you want to do in me? Is there something more that you want to do through me? you got to realize that life is spinning fast, and it's way more than things, way more than events, way more than food. It's life is eternal, and God has placed a call on your life, and he wants to reveal himself in your life. And what he's looking for, what he's asking, what he seeks, it's not education is a bonus, giftings are a bonus, but it's about availability. You look at this young lady, this young man that placed himself available and the Messiah came to be and, and Jesus walked on earth. Was it easy for Mary? No, it wasn't. But I think that Mary, after her journey, if she would look back and she would, she would say, it was worth it all. You know, I want to say that one day. As I go through challenges and as you go through challenges, that you would not be caught up with the temptation of this world and the love of this world or the hardship of this world and lose focus of the big picture, right? And so, so one of the things that you can give him this Christmas is your availability, that you would come before him and open your hands up and say, God, as we're facing 2020, God, here I am, use me for your glory. You don't know where that's going to go. But I know one thing is God will take you to your word. He's going to work in you and he's going to work through you. And there's going to be so much significance and purpose in your life. And you'll live a life filled with joy and peace. Because all the things in this world, even though all the gifts that we want to have under the Christmas tree, when we have, we'll have it, we'll enjoy it for a while, and we want the next thing. Right? You buy an Apple Watch, and then there's another one coming, by, coming in September. Right? And seven years after, you have to buy another one because it's totally obsolete. And, and we go for one thing after the other. But there's more. Amen? There's more. There's more. But it's released when we choose to obey. My prayer is that you would obey, that you would choose to obey and say, God, here I am. Have your way in my life. Amen? I would ask you to stand. Father, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. And in return, Father, I want to be a giver. I want to give you my life first. I, I don't want to leave you at the door. I want you in. Come in my mess. Come in my manger. Come in my house. And Lord, I, I don't want to be quiet also. I want to be able to praise your, your, praise your name, worship you. God, I want to be free. I want to live according to the culture of heaven. And Lord, I want to be like the shepherds. I want to still tell my story. I want to share my story. I want, to, I want it to be organic. I want to talk about you because you're the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. Father, I want to be like the magis, I, like the, uh, the magis or the wise men. I want to be generous. I want to give to you. I want to put you first. And lastly, Lord, I want to give you my obedience. I don't want to live independent of you. I don't, want to be, I don't want to live distracted, caught up with the things of this world, and miss out the best. That it's to walk with you and have you do what you want to do in my life. So I come to you with open arms, with an open life, and I submit myself to you. I dedicate my life to you. Father, I, I submit to your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.
Like I said earlier, we're having communion. It's a great time for us to break the bread, to celebrate what Jesus has done. Easter is the ultimate time to have communion. But I think just, just before Christmas, it's also a fantastic time because Jesus was born to die. And Jesus was born so that we can be reconciled with him. So amazing, right? So Jesus came to give his life so that I can have life. He gave his life so I can have life. And my prayer is that we would walk in that life, that we will not forget this awesome life that he's given us. And if, if I'm not walking in it, I can absorb it this morning. It's so free because we live in the Lord's favor. The year of the Lord's, the, the, the year of Jubilee, like it says in Isaiah 61, we can experience his grace. So Jesus came to be, to take our sins, like the cross is that sponge that sponges our sins away, that absorbs our sins. Pretty amazing, right? He absorbs our sins and he frees us. And when the Father looks at me, he doesn't see me, but he sees Jesus. And Jesus is enough because he's a lamb of God that carried our sins. What a picture, right? I'm still clothed. I'm still broken. I'm still changing. I still need restoration. But when the Father looks at me, he doesn't see the cracks because he sees Jesus. And that's what, call, that's what grace is all about. So Jesus came to, to sponge my sins away and to forgive my sins. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, He himself bore our sins and his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. We've been restored in relationship with God, right? So that's what we're celebrating. And that's what we're called not to forget or take for granted that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, that we are in relationship with God, that we have access to his throne, that we are uh, befriended by God. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, it says, For Christ died for sins once for all. There's no need for other sacrifices. The righteous for the unrighteous. To bring you to God, he was put to death in this body, in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. He rose again. It doesn't stop at his death. He rose again. But because of his resurrection, we can experience the power of his death. Right? We can experience that salvation, that in that grace. So Jesus came to sponge away my sins. That's amazing. But Jesus came also to take our sicknesses and our suffering. I believe that when we come before God and we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive them, right? That's what 1 John says. If you confess your sin, if you're true to yourself, and if you're sincere and real before God, and you don't play a game, but you're true, and you confess your sin, and you want to walk away from a life of sin, you want to walk in righteousness, and you say, God, forgive my sin. You confess your sin, you experience forgiveness, and your sins are washed away. So, so that's number one. But the second thing is God also wants to heal your body. God is restored me in a relationship with him and that's the greatest miracle but he also wants to heal my my soul he wants to heal my emotion he wants to uh, he, he wants to heal my past he wants to heal broken relationships he wants to touch my body restore my mind he wants to touch my emotion we believe that god is a supernatural being. We believe that he's supernatural and he works in that way. That beyond laws of nature, that he comes in and he does whatever he wants. Uh, 
You know, he's beyond the laws of, of this nature. And he's able to restore. He's able to heal. And you find in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, it says, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. So he came to carry our sicknesses. And Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 confirms that. It says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our our infirmities and carried out our diseases. So he died to restore us to Christ, to, to restore us to the Father. He came to bridge the gap, but he also came to touch us. I don't know where you are in this journey of life, but maybe you're wounded. Maybe you're sick. Maybe you're caught by fear. Maybe there's things that you can't fix on your own. Well, we're celebrating the fact that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we believe that God can intervene and step in your world and step in your life. What I'm going to ask you to do at this point here, I'm going to ask you if you're sick in your body, if you need God's intervention in your life, if you need healing in your relationships, if you need healing in your soul, if you need to see a breakthrough when it comes to your past, when it comes to your past that is always haunting you and it prevents you to go forward. Maybe you're caught with guilt and you're just paralyzed. Whatever you're going through, I believe that as we get together, the Bible says two or three are gathered in his name. And there's something unique when we have communion. We're celebrating that he's the same. And he said to do this in remembrance of him. And when it talks about remembrance of him, it's way more than just to remember, but it's to remember that he's still walking in the church today. That what he did 2,000 years ago, he's able to do it in our lives. So if you need healing, if you need restoration, I invite you to stand. And we want to pray for you. So don't be shy to stand if you need a touch of God, if you need God to touch your life. It's Father. It's God. Lord, we bless you and we honor you and we worship you. There's no one like you. Oh, you're so amazing. And Lord, I I will follow you no matter what. I will follow you no matter what. I'm pointing at you. My my sail has towered you. And I'm committed to follow you no matter what. But I thank you that you made a way for me to, to the Father. And I thank you that the cross absorbs my sin but also the cross provides healing to my, to my body, to my soul, to my inner man. You reveal yourself in the Old Testament as Yahweh Rapha, the God that heals. And you, stu- you still do that today. We approach you with faith and expectation. We believe that you've never changed. And we declare our dependence on you and our need of you. So I pray, Father, that you would come by Holy Spirit, that the virtues of Christ would be revealed in each person here, that you would touch bodies that needs to be healed, that you would restore minds, emotions, and will, wills that needs to be uh, restored, that you would do a supernatural work in the life of your people. 
So I pray according to your word and according to faith that, uh, that uh, you are able, that there's nothing too difficult for you. For So I pray in Jesus' name, may you be healed. May you be restored. May you, may you be made well. May God touch you. May God restore you. May there be supernatural activity in your life right now. Maybe you've prayed many times, and maybe some of you stay seated because you said, you know, I've asked God to heal me so many times that it never happened. Don't give up. Pursue. Wait. Follow Him with all your heart no matter what, but expect from Him, and don't give up because He's still Yahweh Rapha. So in Jesus' name, may you be restored, I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the GMC Podcast. For more information about what's going on this week, check out gmchurch.ca. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week.